and we are recording. Yay! We gotta have a little, a little bit of good happy music to start. Gotta, I always have to have everybody do a little dance for me. Woo! Yeah. All right, on. Are we getting the dog dancing too? I know. I'm scaring him a little bit. Come on. Aww. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Paulette Reese to me here with Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. Welcome to another edition of Heart and Hustle with me, your host, and your tribal hostess, as I like to call myself, because I love bringing people of the world together. And you are here. And today I have a special guest. My dear friend and fabulous woman, amazing writer, author of going on five books, right? Good ones coming out. Cindy Brown. Woo! Hey. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so glad that you are here. So I'm going to turn off this beautiful song. Because the song it is, is really cool. about, it's just feeling good, right? And feeling good mm -hmm. is what we want to do. We are here to feel good. We are here to move the body. We are here to shake it up. We are here to make a change in the world and make great things. And you, my friend, are an amazing woman. And I would love you to introduce yourself to all our people out there. My name is Cindy Brown, and I am a writer. I'm the author of a mystery series called The Ivy Meadows Mysteries, which are all madcap mysteries set in the off-Broadway off, off world of theater. And um, I'm also just a writer and an old theater person and a gardener and a dog lover and, boy, lots of things. So your fifth book is starting to come out. When's it going to be mm -hmm. out? Um, actually, the fifth book will be out January 30th. Okay. Because the fourth yes. book just came out. You are so prolific. That's amazing. I, you know, it's so funny because uh, I don't feel prolific. I, you know how you... I'm going to make a confession. You know how we tend to compare ourselves to other people. I have friends that are so much faster, and I have so many stories in my head that I really wish I could write faster. So I have to remind myself... But yes, I'm doing a great job. I am prolific. But sometimes it's easy to forget. Isn't that silly? Well, when we get caught up in our own little world sometimes, as, as solopreneurs, you know, you work by yourself, right? Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and then you get this, you know, whew, this vision. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at the big picture and look what's real. Exactly. Exactly. And also, I have to look at the, I look at the big picture in terms of, not just my career, but my life. My life is wonderful. And if I was really trying to chug away more, I think, toward being faster or more efficient or any of those kind of funny things, I don't think I'd have the lovely life I have. I wouldn't have as much time to talk to my friends or to garden or hang out with my dog. Or I don't even know if I'd really be as good of a writer because I'm not sure I'd be I'm not sure I would have the time for all those ideas to kind of ferment in my head, you know? Oh, that's so important. That is, that's magic right there. It's, it's yeah. Forget, and, and it's easy to get into full-on over, overtime work mode. I mean, I've been so guilty of that. I've worked 24-7 for years and years and years and years, and you forget, and then you burn out, and you lose some of that creative spark, right? You do. I think it's, it's interesting. There's a cartoon... I saw the other day and it was a guy at, you know, work in his pajamas at home. And he said, 
I forget. Am I working from home or living at work? Oh, yeah. and I think it's a really hard thing. And you know, it's interesting is more and more of us are solopreneurs or working from home. I think that life balance thing can be really tricky. And I also, I mean, part of it's just our, our culture because we're so available 24 seven now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the reasons that I, I don't answer my phone all the time. I answer it for you. Um, <laughs> But sometimes, you know, I just have to be unavailable so that, so my brain can have a little break from distractions. And that's that's a discipline. It is. And that's one of the things I was going to actually say about you, because I'm so in awe and so impressed with your discipline of writing. Um, People out there, this woman is amazing. She goes to this beautiful room in the beautiful library that we have. She books the space for herself and goes and writes for hours, right? Yeah. How often yeah. do you do that? Well, you know, it depends on what stage I'm at. Mm. You know, one of the interesting things, I write every day, and I try to write four hours a day. But depending on, and I, I've just kind of learned this about myself in the last six months, depending on what phase I am in my writing, mm-hmm. uh, makes a difference of, of what time I want to write, it makes a difference in where I want to write. You mean so like for day, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So for example, right now I'm in two different phases um, because since I'm on contract, I am turning in edits for book five, but I'm beginning work on book six. And I really, I know it's kind of crazy. And you really can't like take a break because if I did, then I'd be behind on the next book. <clears throat> but and I know your, your publisher is giving you that schedule, right? Yes, yes. I'm on but a I'm on a tight schedule. You have outterior <laughs> deadlines. Outterior, yeah. I just that word up. <laughs> yeah, my books are due every nine months, and that's because they're you know they're funny books, they're light reads, and they read pretty fast. And so it's the kind of thing, and they're a series, so and people want funnier. Oh, that's so nice because that's a tough thing, man. Oh, funny thing. Man, I love your last book. I mean, I love them oh. and I devour them. And the last one made, had me just, just like, whoa, man, she's really gotten it, getting it down here. Oh, good. I, I do think, I, I think I'm getting better. It's not getting easier, but I'm getting better. But yeah, the time thing's interesting because, for example, I found, I'm not a morning person. Um, Paulette knows this because she's ready for lunch and I'm ready for breakfast, you know? (laughs) Um, But I'm learning that if I, for my original ideas, when I'm doing a first draft and I have to be really creative and right brained and not editing and stuff in my head, it helps if I'm not quite awake. Mm. So my first draft, like where I'm at now with the new book, the one I'm that's book six, um, is if I get up and go straight to the computer, you know, before the dog really wakes up, before I take a walk, that's my best work time for that phase. But for example, the editing of the book five, which is called The Phantom of Oz, by the way, that one's, they're all named, uh, they all have different, named after plays, Macduff, The Sound of Murder, Oliver Twisted, Ivy Get Your Gun, The Phantom of Oz, and the last one is Kill a Lot, like Camelot. Love that one. Anyway, so the editing, I, I know, 
That's my favorite title. I hope it. I hope people get it. I feel a lot. Um, <laughs> thank you. Oh, uh, awesome. I know. And the songs in my head too. But so the editing is interesting because I need to be in a different space and I'm, I'm better in the afternoon. So example, I'm either working in my office or I go work in that beautiful room. I was at the, um, at the library. Um, but I don't do my very first work at the library because I kind of need to be in my pajamas with a cup of coffee and my eyes like going, ah. Love it. Yeah. I actually, my creative time is first thing in the morning too which is why I, I love to get up at five. <laughs> so I have that, that's my creative time. Yeah, if I try to get up at five though, I don't think I'd even like make a tap on the computer until seven. So when I say morning, I'm still talking seven, eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. yeah. Great. But your discipline is something that is still really, um, ha has that been hard for you to stick to that kind of schedule or is that just like the easiest thing in the world? It's a mix. Um, I think I'm not a naturally disciplined person. I don't think any of my parents or anybody that knows me would claim that. <laughs> but um, I was a musician like you. I, I, I was a musician growing up and I think that gave me an incredible amount of discipline. I was a woodwind player. I played classical music. And, um, and I remember taking my clarinet on vacation to Hawaii and practicing in the sand because I, I needed to, because I'd, there'd be a concert coming up. So I think that really helped me with the discipline. Um, deadlines help with discipline. And then when I say it's a mix, the interesting thing is I can't stick, like a lot of people I know have a very specific schedule. They write from, you know, six to 10 in the morning or whatever it is. And I can't quite do that. Um, I have noticed that, for example, I'm much more um, productive and efficient in the winter than I am in the summer. Yeah. I've noticed the thing about the time of day. Um, I'm even playing with a little thing about moon phases, which I can tell you about in a minute. So I try to pay attention to the way I am. And rather than like trying to discipline myself to a schedule, I'm going to write, you know, eight to noon every day. I try and pay attention to my schedule, both in terms of other people, my husband, what might be going on, and then kind of the way I am in certain seasons and times. and work around that. So I always, for example, know that I'm going to work, um, well, let me see, well, probably like 28 hours a week on writing, probably going to do about 28. Yeah. But it might, that, that might change. And it actually, in the winter, it might be slightly more in the summer, it might be slightly less. So I kind of have been learning that and I find it fascinating and a little freeing, really. Nice, nice. Well, yes. it's honoring your your spirit. Yeah. Honoring your muse, you know, and the creative force. You have to be with that. You have to be with your creativity. And if it's not there, it's not there. So right. what do you do when you're not in that phase? You know, do you go play outside or do you do some of the business work? Um, or a little bit of everything. 
You know, I am lucky in that creativity and ideas come really easily to me and very quickly. So I am very rarely, I'm very rarely blocked for ideas. Mm. Um, so I don't have to kind of do anything to get in that mode. But what I will do is, um, or what does happen is it's the, uh, it's the execution mm -hmm. that some days I'm a better writer than others. Um, and to tell you the truth, I'll sometimes just stop, you know, or the other thing, you know, I've really learned is that I think I've decided that writing that this is the kind of thing at the computer. I call that drafting because writing is when I'm walking the dog and I'm still coming up with ideas, or if I'm reading a book about comedy and I'm coming up with ideas, or I'm reading a mystery and I think, oh, it's brilliant the way that person did that. Or if I'm talking to you or to somebody and I see something on the street that kind of inspires me, because I, I've realized how much my subconscious is responsible for my creations. And so I try really hard when my conscious like editorial brain isn't working as well as I'd like. I try really hard to let my subconscious work and I still call it writing. Mm -hmm. And do you, um, so you talk about tapping on the computer. Do you write longhand? Sometimes. In fact, um, okay. So I just started uh, working on, Kill a lot. I don't know if you can see. Kill a lot. Oh, you know what? Don't you love these? Oh my god. I do. I love. I got mine right here. I was gonna say I have. Let me see. This one is for another book. I have. Yeah, tons of them. I keep one, at least one, for every book because then I can figure out. You know. So what happens in this one? I've got um, lots of longhand work that I do for characters and plot. Actually, my characters are back here. My plots up here. Um. And so the very beginning, like the first month or almost, I'm almost completely longhand. Um, just to kind of get the brain going and to get, I, I don't have any problem with ideas, but I do have that editor that, you know, knocks on the door and tries to make you do something that you don't want to do. <laughs> or tells you you can't do it or whatever it is, right? So, but longhand really helps get rid of that for me. So I always start my books that way. And there's usually a lot of longhand work somewhere in the middle when I'm trying to figure out issues too. And then I'm going to show you something else cool. A friend of mine for my very first draft, there's this funny little thing called, a, uh, what's it called? A Neo Smart, I think is what it's called. And they used to use them in schools, I guess. A friend of mine told me about this. And it's this little weird computer thing, okay? And it's basically a word processor. I think my battery's on. It's a word processor. And what it does is I do my first draft on this um, for a couple of reasons. One, I can take it anywhere I want. Also, you can like throw this on the ground, it doesn't break. Um, <laughs> I don't do that, but I could. Um, Frisbee. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing is you, well, you hold it up again. You can only see like four lines at a time. Uh-huh. And it's kind of hard to go back. You can go back, but you don't have a mouse. You just have to like arrow back. So what it does is it helps me to not edit as I'm going. Because 
what happens, and I, I'm a writer full time. I write for other people for a living. Um, and, and so my editor brain is on more often than I'd like it to be on. So that kind of helps because I can only see four lines at a time. I just kind of have to go. I can't go back and say, does this work with this? And then I, that you can download those files directly into your computer and they're kind of gibberish sometimes, but they really work for, you know, Anne Lamott calls them shitty first drafts. And it really works well for that for me. So that's a little trick somebody taught me a couple of books ago and I love it. Cool. Wow. That's great. That looks I think like it's like $40 online if you decide you want one. It's like a cheap. Toy. I know. It's really fun. And they work really well. Cool. Good. Yeah. Good. That's great. A little, a little trick. Um, so when, when did you know you were a writer? Tell me about the heart, heart connection with writing. You know, I think my heart connection is with stories mm. as opposed to writing. Because I've thought about this, because I've always written, but it wasn't, I'm not one of those people that started writing when I was, you know, eight and just kept going. I, I was a big, I've always been a huge reader and I think it's the connection to those stories and telling stories. And for a while I was in theater. That's why my books are all set in the theater. And I really thought I was more of a, um, a recreative artist, somebody who would take other people's work and, you know, cause I take other playwrights work and I would, you know, I, I would be the actor, I would be the actor or, or as a musician, I would play other people's music. Oh, and I, I um, that term. I love that. A recreator. Yeah. And I thought that's what I was for a long time. And I liked being a recreator. That was great. Um, and it was really funny because it was kind of by accident that I stumbled on to writing and realized how much I loved it. And that was when I was, um, I was teaching theater uh, to kids. Mm -hmm. and it was a parks and rec program during the summer and I couldn't find any scripts that I really liked for the kids because they didn't have enough speaking parts I wanted every kid to have a speaking part and they would have like you know five and everybody else would be a tree and I don't like that so I I wrote them I just decided to write some scripts and I really liked them and they went over really well and I thought huh and somebody saw one and said, would you write another one? And I said, yeah. And as I stumbled into playwriting that way and I discovered that there were stories I wanted to tell. Um, and the thing I love about writing is I was a, 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 an actor and then I also did film. I was a film filmmaker for a short period of time. And the thing about that is I, I love creating the worlds, but it's tough to do. You have to have money. Yeah. You have to have props. You have to have sets. You have to have costumes, lights, and, on, and the right actors and everything. And uh, the nice thing about writing is if I want to set Macbeth in a 1930s traveling carnival circus, 
I can do it. And I can make it as crazy as I want. And I can have flying cauldrons and I don't have to figure out how to pay for them. Yeah. You know? So it's been really fun because it's, it's creating the characters and the world has been kind of a revelation. Um, because I'll just be going along and think, oh, I can do this. I can make this person behave this way or add this bit of, you know, setting or situation or weather or anything that I want. I can do it. You know, you're a little bit of a, a god for a while. Well, yeah, you can create yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, at the beginning. And then you be, yeah, you're not a god after, then the story becomes. <laughs> you're not a god. Yeah, <laughs> then the story is like, no, 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 I'm in charge, I'm in charge. Goddess. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, um, you, so you do write full time and you do work for other people. Yep. Um, because you need more work <laughs> yes yes you know unfortunately creative work doesn't always pay as well as you'd like it to i mean i'm hoping eventually right you know yeah so how about how about the hustle what do you think has been the, the hardest part for you to oops you know what i'm losing your vote i'm losing you um say it again can you hear me no you're uh, let's see what's going on here i can hear you you're completely muted let me see i see it making noise Oops, say something. You got me? There I got, there you are again. Okay, yeah, it just went weird. Okay, hi. You know, it was the, it was the gods up there. <laughs> I know, they said, they said, stop talking about us. <laughs> so um, what uh, I'm curious about is what's been some of the hardest hurdles or hustles or obstacles for you to stay on your path or continue on your path or, or get over to be where you're at today? There have been a lot, really. Um, boy, okay, let's start with one of the obvious ones. And that would be that I think it's hard to, to sometimes be a creative person in this particular culture. Um, I think there's a couple of things about that. I think one is that uh, there's a there's a feeling I think sometimes in today's culture that you need to be um, that your creations have to make you money. Mm. Okay, and that's fine. I, I hope they do. But um, sometimes if they're not making enough money quickly enough for things like that, and luckily I have a really supportive husband, but you know, I know people that are like, uh, that would not, that are not thrilled with my choice of career <laughs> or don't understand my choice of career okay. because, um, because my success is not always monetary. I feel very successful, but it's not always monetary. And that's an interesting thing for people. It's a little easier in Portland, I think. Mm. Portland people seem to understand it a little bit better than uh, maybe some of my friends and family otherwhere. So because of that, you're still pursuing it. And why is that? Because of it, I'm still pursuing it? I mean, 
you, you don't make the money that some people think you should be making and why are uh, you choosing this life? But why do you keep doing it? I mean, oh, because I have to. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, the one thing is, so, okay, that's one of the, hur I, I'd love to talk about this because that's one of the hustles or hurdles, but I mean, I am a creative person and I'm not happy when I'm not creating. Um, so there's that just in terms of pure selfishness. I really need to be doing that whether it was theater or music or writing I've got to be doing that's that a beautiful selfishness. I mean, if yeah, if you're not happy, how can you live in the world? Exactly, and I believe that the other things I'm doing are making other people happy too Which is another thing. I actually believe I'm on the right path and that makes a big difference I think there's a best path for me and I I think I'm on it um, Well, your work makes me happy Oh, yay. You know, I mean, that's that's the payoff, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've had some beautiful letters uh, from people, especially, you know, they, one of my, one, one woman wrote me and said she was reading my book when her mom was dying in the hospital. And she said, I would pick up your book to get away from it and it would make me feel better. Oh, and I just thought, oh, I mean, what a gift. Truly, truly. So... So I do feel that way, and I feel like I'm on that path. Um, it's interesting, I think another thing that can be really difficult right now, and I certainly fall into, is, um, I'm gonna, and, and if we have time, so there's societal things and there's personal things. The societal things are the money and then the distractions and the time, or the lack of time, because it's, I don't, I think it's never been easier to be distracted, you know, with, yeah. <laughs> uh, can you hear my the gardeners in the back? It's okay. okay, good. Yeah, no, I think it's never been an easier time to be distracted with the internet and just and phones and everything oh, and stuff. Stuff. And people also so I think it's interesting because I know a lot of people who really have a great story and want to finish a book or want to finish something. And they just have a hard time because there's so many things calling to them all the time. And I think that's a really difficult thing. And I'm an extrovert and I'm also really curious about things. Yeah. So I have to really, that's where I'm disciplined is really in kind of going, nope, nope, not going to answer the phone, not going to, you know, not going to do anything this morning, not going to look at the internet. Oh, you are good. I have to be, I have to be. That's the one thing. And people are, pretty understanding not always but pretty understanding so that's been high my, my dog's talking to me um but you know there's been individual like personal hurdles that are that are interesting too there's the whole you know there's the whole i'm not good enough or comparing yourself to other people reading has become a lot more difficult a lot of us talk about that because you're either, you're being either critical or you're comparing yourself. And I have to read things that are very different from my own work. And it has to be really good because I have to be drawn into the story. Because if not, I'm either going to be going, well, why did, why did she do that? Why did she choose that particular term? To I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's probably, as a musician, you might do it when you go out and listen to music. Um, it's probably similar kind of thing. Well, I think uh, any creative person probably has that to some degree because you're, you're, 
you're watching to learn or to be inspired or to find out what you don't like. Yes. I think that's really important. And, and I teach my students that a lot in performance prep. It's like, okay, now go see this and tell me why you didn't like that. And that's one thing, you know, I can always watch theater or TV or read a book and, and, and learn something, but it becomes harder sometimes to get completely engaged. Mm. And, um, and I find that interesting. I also are when you are, isn't that magic? It is. You just find the, the things that turn you on, that light you up, that inspire you. Yes. And not everything does. So you find the things that do, and then you let the other stuff go. Yeah, I've gotten a lot. Um, I've, it's easier to let things go. Yeah. I don't know if that's a product of age or, um, or time or what, but I do find it easier to not finish a book. Mm. You know, or to turn off a television show or a movie. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because I'm like, you know, my time, there's only so many books and so many movies, and I want to spend my time with the good ones. Or I want to spend it with my friends, right. you know? Yes, absolutely. But it's why waste your time? Yeah. If you're not drawn into something for sure. Yeah, good. Beautiful. Wow. This is great. Um, any any last words of advice that you would give our readers on the creative path? What keeps you going? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you just kind of touched on it. I think it's about finding the thing that gives you joy. And I think so much of that, finding the thing that gives you joy and finding a way to pursue it that gives you joy, it might be reading, it might be writing, it might be, it might be you might have a joy of stories and you're a writer or a joy of stories and you're a reader or an actor or a storyteller or a puppeteer or a graphic artist. So I think you find the thing that connects and then find a way that you can do it that brings you joy without, if you can, without having that editorial eye. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways you do that is when you feel it in your body. I think there's a real tendency for us to think about what we should do or want to do or think how we should approach something. And I think when you know, when you're finding, when you feel joy, you, you feel it. Right. And, and to feel it in the body is so important too. Yeah. So I would think, I think that's it. I think I'd say find what gives you joy, feel it in your body and pursue it in that way. And as soon as you start feeling like this, stop and get to a place where you're, you're feeling open and, and joyous again. Nice. Yeah, that's really simple, but it's true. Simple is good, you know, and, and we, we, we tend to make things harder sometimes and they don't need to be harder. Yeah. You know, it's ease. Easy is the way, you know, be easy. Yeah. Let it be easy. Find the, find the, the path of least resistance. Right. Cause it's probably the right one. <laughs> yeah. Good. Sweet. Um, so, okay, well, I'm going to put on this song again as well. Okay. Say our goodbyes. Oh, I'm going to pick up my dog because he wants to say goodbye, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you didn't show your books. Do you have your books right there? Oh, my books. Yeah. Hi, Janus. Here's my dog. My dog's really cute. And, oh, first book. Yay. Second, Second book. Woo. Third book. And, oops, there it is. And uh, the fourth book is in here right now. 
Okay. That's what my dog is, and he's very cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cindy, thank you, darling. I love you. Bye. And I'm Paula Ristini again, Art and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. Thank you all for being here. And as you know, I'm your tribal hostess, and I'm a transformational lifestyle coach and a global dance instructor. I will put Cindy's um, information down below so you can check out her books. She actually has a giveaway for you, um, and we'll put that information in the blog. Um, she has a book to give to the first person who responds. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so you guys can love it too. And you can reach me at www.pauletlucedennis.com. And I thank you all for being here.